Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, Broadcasting live Ish. from Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse on the sunny shores of beautiful Lake Erie. Archie Diacono looking for an opening. Doesn't find one. Thomas right there. Blocked by Thomas. Get that weak stuff out of here. In downtown Cleveland. Hello, Cleveland! Hello, Cleveland! You've tuned in to Wine and Gold Radio. <laughs> Now, here are your hosts, Rafa, J-Bike, and Joji. Now that's energy. Hey everybody and welcome to a special, a special trade deadline edition of Wine and Go Radio. I'm surprised you didn't trade the jingle. <laughs> well, we, we had the polka, and I think we, we may have released the polka just oh, outright. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I think the polka was on like a 10-day, and we just, after that, we just kind of let it go. Uh, I am Joe G, and I'm joined, of course, by Rafa Hernandez Brito and Juan Miguel, voice of the Cavaliers. Hi. <laughs> You're supposed to say hola. I'm on a delay. we got to get Jared over here again. <laughs> Today we have a we're going to have a special uh, edition trade deadline. No fancy guests, no A-listers saying uh, they never listen. Hi, I'm Campy Russell, and I never, never, never listen to Wine and Gold Radio because I'm from Michigan. There you go. There's Campy Russell talking about Michigan. Rafa, your Michigan Wolverines are still. We got to divert just real quick to March Madness. It's been a difficult tournament because not only we have to have we have to have we have to win the games for Michigan but also we have to carry the whole conference the whole Big Ten back you know <laughs> and, and by the way I just found out John and I have this have had this conversation on on other shows before how before I get to prepare for the final four I really have to go and double check what conference each team is playing on because I can't, I don't know. I like Rutgers is part of the of the Big Ten now. Obviously, it's been there for a while. But yeah. in basketball, I didn't even notice it. I would think you'd know the Big Ten pretty well because you dog every team so much. Uh, no, but it's <laughs> just so many. It's, by the way, it's fourteen of them. It's not ten. <laughs> Who knows anymore? <laughs> the Big Ten is the only one I call with confidence. 
Every other one, I used to say that in almost every broadcast. This guy out of whatever school, out of whatever <laughs> conference. I don't trust myself at all. I mean, Big East used to be the easiest thing in the world, right? Yeah. We knew. Yeah, right. Yeah. Providence and Syracuse. <laughs> Big, East, East, Big East is kind of like the, the Catholic University League now with, with all the, all the, all the, all the Catholic, all the religious schools are in it now. And then where you got your start, St. John's? Yeah, St. John's. Yeah. yeah. The rest storm. I don't the American. I, once the American Athletic Conference came around, that was it. <laughs> right, that just that was like I'm like I don't know who I don't know who's in it, but I, <laughs> there used to be another conference are in it, and I am out. They are they're a bracket buster. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I don't know if I don't know if because there was no tournament last year, and I don't think this is the reason. This year's March Madness, aside from not having a, a ton of fans, has been one of the best I can ever remember. Really? As far as yes, as far as. All every seed but the sixteenth seed has won a game, so all seeds have won games. A lot of upsets. No average. Duke, no uh, Kentucky, no. You know, I mean, uh, yeah. I just think it, this has been really fun. Uh, my my school made it, Cleveland State. Uh, even though they got knocked out, we expected it. I mean, Ohio State got knocked off early for people who like that. I just thought I just think it's been a fun tournament. Pac twelve wasn't supposed to do much, and they did. It's been fun. I think the average of the teams in the six in the Sweet Sixteen is like five points something, right? The average the seating. The average seating. That's great. And for the first time since 1979, you won't see Kentucky, Duke, UNC, or or uh, Kansas in the in Kansas. the Sweet Sixteen. Either one of those. Wow. Teams. See, and I think that's that's great. I think it's great. I you know every now and again it's nice to see the big big boys, but. Uh, Loyola, Chicago, knocking off Sister Illinois. Jean. This is right. This is good stuff, man. But that's the other thing too, because Loyola, Loyola, Chicago beat Illinois. Aberdeen Christian beat University of <laughs> right. Texas. So it's yeah. like the small schools beating the beating the big guy. Yeah, it's. I agree, Joe. I think it's been great, and you know, they three alma maters of Cavaliers are still alive. Yeah, you know, Alabama, Colin Sexton, Torian Prince, Baylor. And uh, don't forget Damian Dotson with Houston. That team's yeah. good. Well, and, we can throw, and we can throw in uh, Angels on my matter as well. Because, right. I mean, what's his name? Uh, Leonard, what's his name, the coach, uh, Hamilton? Leonard Hamilton. And yeah. He's, he's overrated, man. I mean, he's underrated. I mean, <laughs> underrated. Underrated. Yeah. underrated. I'm sorry. Lost, in, transla he, lost in translation. Yeah, lost in translation. Right. translation. <laughs> he does such a wonderful job. Except for the post-game interviews when he loses, but I, <laughs> but he does such a wonderful job with with, with Florida State. He does, Amazing. he does, and his uh, his former assistant, again, I get another plug for Cleveland State is yeah. the Cleveland State coach and kind of resurrected that program. So yeah, I agree. That's really kind of you're, cool. Yeah, if you're counting Angel, we're counting Campy. So that's five. Yeah, man. yeah. Does Rafa count under Michigan or yeah. no? <laughs> Unless, in the hey. frozen in the frozen four with Boston U's in there, then Rafa. Yeah. All right, in the frozen. And four. by the way, the only time since I left that I, we've been able to watch the frozen four, we were in Boston for a playoff game, and John and I went to a bar to watch it, the final. I think it was either the final of the Bean Pot, which is a big tournament in in, in New England, and the poor goal, the poor BU goalie. They were the number one ranked team in the nation that year, and he let, literally just let the puck go in between his legs. <laughs> he was like rolling towards him, and he just went through his legs, and they lost the game. Oh, my God. And after the game, John and I were watching. They, they let the poor kid there talk to the media for like 30 <laughs> minutes. Oh. It, it, was, oh. it was the most horrible thing I ever watched. But, hey, it, it, the, the Terriers are really good at hockey.
David Quinn was the head coach of that team, yep. who now is the head coach of the Rangers and previously the head coach of the Monsters. And that was, yeah, that was, that was rough. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you, know, you, hear, you hear stories about, what was it, a Yankees back in the day, a drop third strike cost them the World Series, right? This rose to that level. <laughs> oh, my God. That was how rough. He was kind of like Billy, Billy Buckner on first base. He, he, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did he do media after that? I wonder. Bill Buckner. Not like this poor kid, I guarantee <laughs> This kid was sitting by himself, surrounded by media, the, asking the same freaking question. I'll tell you, the PR guy should almost, yeah. He should uh, kind of throw the gloves down off the, on the Crazy. PR guy after that one. Hey, before we get to the trade deadline uh, or the Cavs leading up to the trade deadline, Rafa, you said you had a question for us. I had a question for you guys. Yeah, and, and you know, you guys have been with the company for how long? John, you've been with the company for... This is my 10th season. 10th season wow. with the Cavs. That's right, yeah. And then you were with the Monsters before that. So let's say... Dude, pre- yeah, yeah. And you've been with the company... Eight, this is my 18th season. Well, I don't know who is it that I have to go to to ask this request. <laughs> oh, boy. It ain't but us. <laughs> no, but you would know. But you would know. It came to me because it always happens to me when Toronto comes to visit that I forget that it's a two-anthem night. Mm-hmm. And I want to sing O Canada. The next time Toronto comes to the to the to the field house, okay. So who who do I make you that you want to sing it? Yeah. Why? Because I love I love anthem. I love I, I, I love I it too. But I, are you, I mean, you might butcher it. I can sing between four and five anthems. You can sing O Canada and yes. not butcher it and not not at all and not uh, where Canadians would you be have offended. You to try out if you. I'm sure you could try out. I'm sure there is a pool of applicants, and you can try out. I'll. I'll re- how about I record myself and uh, we yeah. play it on, on, on One and Go Radio? There you go. That was my next thing. I was going to say, let's hear you sing it. I'd like to because I love that song. It, it, you could not. I mean, that O Canada is a. There is nothing better than to a, hear them sing it in the arena. It's a beautiful when anthem. When the guy who sings for the Maple Leafs. During the playoffs, he would do the he would do the Star Spangled Banner, and then he'll be, and then it's a pause, and then he says, "Okay, Canada, you know what to do," and all he says is, "Oh, Canada," oh. and then he just puts his microphone out, and everybody just goes crazy with it. It's, it's, it's incredible. It's a it's a great anthem. You know what? Hey, I, I don't know who you'd, who you'd ask, but uh, let's let's play your audition on uh, on the show and see. Don't you agree, John? You need musical accompaniment, just the. Just a thought for your anthem. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And my 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 advice to you mm-hmm. doing the anthem mm-hmm. is don't go right into it. Riff. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing to do is is riff for a while and kind of do like a little Al Jarreau thing, and then and then get into it, and then get into it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, guys, so before the trade deadline, Thursday trade deadline, that's a very nervous time for people. And I thought Larry Nance last night uh, or after the game uh, against Chicago explained it great in that he said people think of this as moving players and moving pieces, but really you're moving families. You're uprooting families and and kids in school and everything like that. There is a human element to the trade deadline, and players are a little nervous beforehand. I thought the Cavaliers responded very well in Chicago. I love I love the effort. I think I think the the way that that we play 
not only considering the the, the, the difficulty of, of losing 24 points from Colin Sexton right. that night. And and I said it in my pregame, and I'm sure, you know, that you guys touched it up, uh, John, that it was kind of like a step-up mo- situation for a lot of people. I mentioned, you know, Larry Nance Jr. had to, had to add on the offensive side as opposed to just defensive, and obviously his leadership. Okoro came out and got quick seven points really quick and mm-hmm. got everybody moving. And... You know, Stevens in the first half, Broderick Thomas in the second half. It was like a, it was like a next man up team effort, John. Yeah, you know, when you consider that every Cavalier who played scored, eleven guys scored, and nine players recorded an assist in that ball game. I mean, you want to talk about a collective effort? Mm-hmm. There you had it. You know, and you need to rally when your leading scorer is out of the ball game, and that's precisely what this team got. And yeah, you want to talk about the right way to kick off a road trip. You know, the Cavs had just come off of a four-game, six-day homestand, one day off, it's a travel day, and then they embark mm-hmm. upon a four-game, six-day, three-time-zone road trip. Well, you want to get that first W, and that was a nice one, too. I mean, the way Zach Levine started, you started to think, oh, brother, it's going to be a long night because everything he was shooting went in yep. in the first half. And, you know, when you look at doing things collectively, we look a lot at the box score and offensively. How about what everybody did on Levine in the second half, you know, and that was spearheaded by the rookie Isaac Okoro, but the team defense was excellent. Those second half numbers for the Bulls brought precipitously. So that's, I mean, a complete effort. That's what you want there. Uh, you know, the Bulls were just, they frustrated him in the fourth quarter, took him out of their game. And uh, now off they go into California. To, we'll see how the rest of the trip unfolds. And, and you look at the adjustments, obviously Darius Garland and one assist shy of a double-double. Jared Allen came one rebound shy, but he got his first rebound in the last minute of the second quarter. And he came out in the second half and obviously made the adjustment. Larry Nance Jr. was just disrupting. Yeah. He, I, I, and he is humble. He was just unreal everywhere. Yeah, when when he's playing like that, when he's at the top of his game like that, he's so much fun to watch because he does everything. He's in all passing lanes when, he, when yeah. he's guarding. He's, on, he's, he's unreal. Yeah, he changes the game. He really, truly affects the game. And a couple huge offensive rebounds for him. And they were backbreakers too, the ones he grabbed. So uh, I loved oh. watching him. The, the, the play that changed the game was Nance one-armed a rebound in among three Bulls. All right, grabbed the rebound. The Bulls had cut the Cavs lead, which is about nine, all the way down to two. They were seizing momentum. You know, everything was going their way. Grabbed that one-armed rebound, pulls it down, keeps the possession alive. Then happens to run back behind the three-point line, eventually took a pass on the same possession, knocked down the three, and that was it. The Bulls never got that close again. So I, I couldn't agree with you more. To me, that was the possession. That was the sequence. Of the entire and, night. And and that was Broderick Thomas with the assist. And then also, you know, the offensive board by Thomas. And then go on the other end and get a block to keep the to keep the leader at seven, I believe it was. So it was just those moments in the second. They just kept breaking the back of the bull. They kept trying. They kept making it close. They kept coming back. But it, just, it was just those moments, like John just mentioned, just, just finished them. The thing, the Cavaliers have something brewing right now that I that I personally love in a basketball team. And, and fans like this. When you have a fun bench group, and right now the Cavs have a good young nucleus of a bench group. Eventually, you know, it's always fun when a team has a little bench identity right now. And Lamar Stevens, Broderick Thomas now, uh, Dean Wade, uh, Dot is, you know, is kind of fun. Quinn Cook. They have a nice little uh, Dylan Windler. Most of them around the same age, the young to mid-20s. 
they have something brewing right now, and it's fun. It's fun when, when one of them comes in. You wonder what's going to happen. Broderick Thomas last night, he's a high flyer. Lamar Stevens, real gutsy player. Dean Wade, skilled, you know, big man. It's, it, it's, it's a fun bench crew right now. And they lost. I don't want to say they lost, but speaking of the trade deadline, one of the anchors of the bench – uh, and a guy who came off the bench and led the team in scoring uh, this week, JaVale McGee, traded to Denver this week at the trade deadline. You know, it, it, leadership, everybody had talked mm-hmm. about. Even Jared Allen had talked He He tried to do what JaVale McGee used to do before the game, before coming onto into <laughs> the court. It was Jared Allen who did that that day that he was that, that JaVale was sick. Mm-hmm. And he talked about how he kept, he kept everybody engaged, that they – his energy coming on, on into the court was contagious, John, and 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 that is something that you have to give to Javel McGee that he from day one he was here, rolled up his sleeves, whatever whatever role he was in, he 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 welcomed in and performed it really well. And remember, he had almost no off season. He went you know all yeah. the way to the finals with LA, came in here you know came in late actually to camp and and hit the ground running as you said. So he's one of those players. You remember after the Cavs won the championship in 2016? Obviously, not apples and oranges, but somewhat the same. After the Cavs won the championship, Delhi got that big contract with Milwaukee. And he said, "All right, Delhi, bless you. You, do, you know, we're excited for you." Moz got a 64 million dollar deal for the Lakers. Timo, good for you. You know, Javale, thank you for those months and what you did. And when you hear it from the coaching staff about his leadership, it's one thing. When you hear it pretty much from each and every player. It's certainly another, and I thought he brought a ton to this young team, which needed someone like that, a, a rudder coming off the bench. And, hey, go do your thing down in Denver. Go get it done. He's going to be a big boost. Great team, too, there. No. Yeah. They get they get him. They get Aaron Gordon, who, to me, has always had more of a Western Conference-suited type game, right? I mean, he's less of a magic, more of a let's-get-up-and-down-and-be-athletic yeah. nugget type player. So, uh, you know, Denver – Denver got to work at the trade deadline, but again, in terms of JaVale McGee, uh, thanks. You know, I, when you think about it, guys, it was a one-year thing with JaVale McGee, right? You know, they 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 got multiple picks. They got multiple yeah. assets for him. They gave one asset, got multiple assets back in a situation where, you know, he wasn't part of the future. I mean, it's just not, you know, that's just the way it is with the current makeup of this team. So I think, you know, all things considered, again, thank you, JaVale. They did what they needed to do and uh, wishing him the best out and- there in Denver. And the peace will continue because he gets traded for the guy that he was jabbing with during the last two games that we had. <laughs> they were brawling? They were going at it. You know, it was a, there, was a, there, was a foul. there was a hard foul on somebody's team. On, on Who was it? Who was the foul on? Porter. On Porter, Michael Porter Jr. And then, you know, he, I say. Uh, there was a, a, mild, think, a mild dust up. And the thing is that when you, you have, Do you when think you have, they had to get broken up at the airport? But the thing is that when you have two seven footers going at it, it just looks quite different. <laughs> right. You know again, what I mean? <laughs> again, for clarity's sake, for those who didn't see it, going at it's a little strong. They sort of no, have but talking to each other. They, 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 yes, they, they were expressing to each other the discontent <laughs> on the foul. <laughs> That's well said, expressing discontent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I'm with you guys with JaVale. It's like, <clears throat> excuse me, and. As a Clevelander, I can tell you guys this, you have an inferiority complex. So when somebody comes here, especially from a world champion, you always kind of look at them sideways because you think, well, are they going to come here with a bad attitude? Mm -hmm. Are they going to come here and kind of just 
go through the motions and just wait to get traded or whatever it was. And JaVale came here with all kinds of – Get to work. Yeah, he came right to work and, and sometimes was the most energetic player, either off the bench or on the floor at, at any particular time. That's how you do it as a veteran. You come in and you, you, know, you really give it everything you had. I, I did a piece this year on uh, over the summer about great short-term Cavaliers. Guys that came in in very short windows that made a difference. And I always remember Baron Davis. It, 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 even though it was a clunker of a season, it was the year after LeBron left, he came in and gave us something, just a little bit of juice that the crowd, that the team needed. The, the, he helped snap the losing streak. And he he was the one that beat LeBron later that year with the Heat. So a short-term Cavalier can really mean a lot. And JaVale, again, he brought championship experience, not playoff experience, not just veteran experience championship experience, how to do it. I think you can make a list of all the great things that JaVel McGee did in his short thing here at, uh, in Cleveland. But to me, at the top of the list, is showing up with a coverall oh. to the game. You know what? His last game, I believe. Here that, yeah, the, uh, the last game. Yeah, that was a – you know what? I that was a great look. I, 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 I already looked it up. It's under 200 bucks, you can get one. I'm getting one. I don't know if I can afford the chains – well, and I, I, really, I thought I thought you'd have some ice just hanging around at home. <laughs> <laughs> but I look—that was a badass look, wasn't I think, it? I think we should do a show wearing coveralls. That I thought he looked so cool coming yeah. in that night, and he, <laughs> and he had a, and he had a great night—six for nine from the yeah. floor, eighteen points, led the team. Although he came up short, one rebound short of his double double, and his mom wasn't happy about it. <laughs> his mom had requested ten rebounds. <laughs> So yeah, so uh, again, we wish him well, and also I'm glad that he went out to uh, uh, to join Mike Malone, who's one of my favorite guys in the NBA, uh, easily. And Jordy, Jordy Fernandez. And Jordy, right? So I'm glad he's out in Denver. Uh, I'm glad he rejoined, and he played in Denver, if I'm not mistaken. So that's good. I'm glad. Around the league, kind of interesting. Speaking of Denver, John mentioned it. Aaron Gordon goes to Denver, and that yeah. boy, does that seem like a natural fit or what? Now. Who is left in Chicago and Orlando after this trading deadline? Like, is that where everybody came from that got traded? I mean, it's, yeah. it's unbelievable. Right, yeah. And again, Orlando, I, Orlando sent Fournier to Boston. Boston. Mm-hmm. Boston. Mm-hmm. Gordon to Denver. Denver. Mm-hmm. And uh, I forget who the other guy is. But Vucevic. 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 Chicago. Oh, Chicago. Which Vucevic. another, that's a big move, man. I, that's that's huge. That's a, that's a franchise-changing move, in my opinion. You don't think so. I know you don't think so. I don't, I'm not, I don't know much about basketball because I don't think so. Huh. No, I mean, I, I, if you don't think so, I, I think it's a big we, move. We just saw Chicago. I think that improves Chicago. I think Chicago is a lot better today than they were I when agree. they came yesterday. I agree. I think that's a, that's a big step it, up for them. It's an, interesting, it's an interesting, to me, time for the push. You know, Orlando, finally Orlando said, all right, we're out, reset. You know, <laughs> Terrence Ross is looking around like, what yeah. just happened down here? <laughs> but, hey, what's his but, name? Oh, no, but they, what's his name got hurt when we were there? Um, yeah, uh, Mark, Fultz. Fultz, yeah. Mark yeah, Fultz. Yeah, so I always go back to something Brian Winhurst once said, that uh, in the NBA you can sell two things, winning and hope. And now uh, when you look at uh, Orlando, like you said, Terrence Ross is looking around like, what happened? But uh, for Orlando fans, now they have, like OKC, just a, a, a truckload of picks. You know, so they really, you know, looking into the future there, they it? have to be excited. Yeah. 
Miami also made some really good moves, I think. Although I, I believe, again, not. I don't want to. I don't want to criticize Pat Riley or anybody, but it, it seems to me that there's a ton of perimeter action right now in Miami, with the with the arrival of, of Arisa and Oladipo, and uh, the exit the exit of um, Olinik. Yeah. But, you know, Pat Riley. It's Pat Riley. He knows what he's doing, right? And again, the the reports were that Lamarcus Aldridge got a buyout, so they'll have a little bit of size there. Uh, and then you know another thing. Speaking of Miami. Is a, is a trade that didn't happen. Is uh, uh, Kyle Lowry, who was pretty much the biggest name going into the day and didn't move at all. And it made sense, too, because, you know, Toronto, I, I don't know if they're – I think right now, to be honest, I think they have the longest losing streak in the NBA going. They lost to the Rockets. Exactly. So The Rockets, <laughs> the Rockets broke the streak, I guess. Right. So, the 20 games. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. What about this, John? Do you see – do you What's like that? do you like Rondo going to the Clippers and then like losing it. Lou Williams? I like it for the Hawks, man. I Rondo, you know, had trouble staying on the floor. When he was on the floor, okay. You know, he was an okay backup this season. You know, and we I mean we've seen Rondo over the years. Sometimes he has pedestrian regular seasons. He's better in the playoffs. If you're the Clippers and you're desperate for a point guard, there you go. But sweet Lou, I mean, I, you know, again, we haven't watched, seen too much of the Clippers, but man, you know it. Sweet Lou can do off the bench, right? I mean, he's yeah. good for he's in the game. He's good for ten points in ten minutes. You know, maybe not a lot on the defensive end, but it, I, I like the deal. I like that deal for the Hawks. There's a couple of players who didn't go anywhere, and one is a Hawk. You, you mentioned Kyle Lowry, John Collins. His name was on the trading block. He doesn't go anywhere. Um, I, it, it looked like Toronto was looking for the right deal for Lowry. I mean, they did trade Norman Powell. Powell goes to Portland. Yeah. Uh, you know, Rodney Hood and uh, Trent, your Trent coming the other direction, but uh, you know, the couple of names sticking around. Lowry is still there. Phil, the writing was on the wall when Philadelphia. I don't want to say settled for George Hill, but Philadelphia was clearly looking for a point guard, right? And then George Hill, with a some time left before the actual deadline hour, goes to Philadelphia. And you kind of had a sense that yeah, maybe Lowry. You know, if he doesn't go to Miami now, Lowry's going to stay in Toronto. And that's <laughs> do you, the do you, other than do you that, think Austin Rivers was thinking, hey, what, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on here, man? Other than that missed free throw in the final in game one, I think uh, George Hill's a good a good a good increase too for for Philadelphia. Oh yeah, yeah, he's he's a good veteran. You know, I mean, and and, and what do you guys think of the way Boston kind of came out of this? I don't know. I'm get, not... They get yeah. Go ahead, Rob. Well, I was gonna say getting Fournier is interesting to me. Everybody thought Boston was gonna get a big guy, right? Right. right. I mean, the only big guy they ended up getting was Mo Wagner, and they swapped out Daniel Tice to get Mo Wagner, but no influx of bigs like we saw. Well, like we thought they might, and you know, a lot of people thought they might trade for you know somebody like Andre Drummond, you know, or something you know of that variety. But it never happened. They had another guy in Fournier who. Again, you know, they have Jalen Brown, they have Jason Tatum, they have Kemba Walker, they have these perimeter guys, and Fournier is certainly a perimeter guy. I still think, you know, you look inside for Boston, I'm not sure they solved any problems. You know, Fournier, yeah, here's, here's another score. We've seen Boston stagnate without Kemba Walker. We, we, You know, we saw it firsthand when Tatum and Brown get going, a lot of the other Celtics are left just standing around. You know, do they need a third scorer outside of Kemba, who's been on and off the floor? Maybe. Does Fournier provide that? Not sure. Have they solved any problems inside? Uh, I don't know that they have. And then again, we get to see Boston a lot, and we never get to see Mo Wagner much. Mm -hmm. 
But as much as long as I can remember, Ty's fit so well in that system. And, and he did great things for that for that offense, like for everything that John just mentioned. I mean, they like Tice. Tice and Tristan, though, have had their bumps, have had their ups and downs playing alongside each other. Uh, again, I'd need to see Wagner a little bit more to know if that is a better fit alongside Tristan or even how Brad Stevens intends to use Mo Wagner. You know, is he your is he start where Tice started? I don't know the answer to that. Do they go smaller? Hard to say, but it's. It's certainly an interesting situation in Boston where it seemed like, considering their record, they might be a little more desperate uh, than it appears that they were during the trading uh, season. Wagner's a Michigan guy, so Rafa probably knows all about him. I, call, I, I, was, I was actually – I called Here the game we that he went to the Final Four <laughs> when, 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 they, when Coach Beeline was his last year at Michigan. Was that the year you got busted cutting down the net? Yeah, <laughs> but that's the year I also led the Michigan band doing the doing the, the 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 song when they came into the into the arena. Don't you still owe a bet where you have to lead? I have to wear the the the, the Michigan overalls to do a to do a <laughs> oh, Kansas Q episode. Yeah, you just, for you that still... game for that game. Although, no, although, you wear the Ohio State hat. No, no, yeah, I thought. Yeah, yeah I'm that's sorry. what I thought I it was. The... To, no, I'm sorry. I have to wear the drummer who doesn't drum. Drum major, the right? drum major, the drum major. I know, right? The drum major's hat, who not, doesn't even come anywhere close to a drum. And and my, but my, the only, the, my idea to pay the bet was, and obviously 2020 happened. But you know how we used to have the the the, the that school band here, in uh, mm, at the yeah. house. Yeah. I wanted to dot the eye. <laughs> that would have been cool. That I mean, been that cool, would have been right? kind of. Or at least I would. I, would I mean, you talk whole... a lot of crap against the Buckeyes. I don't know if they, I don't. If we want you. Do... Okay, so I don't I... know if we want you dotting our I would eye. do the whole drummer ma- drum majors <laughs> kit there and come out with the hat and march and everything. Would you be converted if you dotted the eye? Do you think? Never. <laughs> 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 Never. Like you're a diehard Michigan guy. <laughs> Maybe if I move to Michigan. <laughs> Uh, okay, guys, we got uh, the the upcoming weekend. Cal- uh, guy, Cavs head to California to play the uh, the shorthanded Lakers, I guess you could call them, without LeBron and Anthony, Anthony Davis. And then uh, Sacramento looking for a little bit of revenge, and then close out in Utah. It's going to be rough. I mean, it, even without even without the big guns in L.A., it's still going to be. I would like us to go into Utah with some house money, meaning. With a with a double deal either at the yeah. Staples Center or, or or in Sacramento. Sacramento owes us one because of what they did here at, at the Fieldhouse. But I would like to go into Utah with some house money and and see what see what we can do about against yeah. that team. This is a rough road trip to miss because we don't get to go to your folks' house. Yeah, have the big Although party. Although it, it would have been a hard one anyway because it's the it's the second leg of a back to back, so we would have never had a chance to even go go have go have a meal there. But you know, I do miss the hotel in Utah because I love those towels. There's plenty of those in my house. The hotel in Utah, the grand for those who don't know, you know is, is the Grand that, American. They and, built that for the Olympics. Yes, they built that for the Olympic, and the 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 rooms are so huge; they're bigger than any apartment I ever lived in before I just got my house. <laughs> it's the it's, it's the biggest you, room I've ever can I, lived. Can I, can in. I tell you a story? Yeah, we were there once, and we had an extra night or something, so we were playing. We were having a, a friendly game of poker. Uh, at, yes, at Brent Valenti's room. Which was the, that was the first mistake to go into his room. So John Michael arrives at the room. We're already playing, and and, and Brent's drinking his usual tall can of Truly. I forget what flavor he was, but he's always he's a flavored Truly guy. Okay. And then John says, "I want a beer." So he was walking towards the fridge, and Brent says, "No, no, no, go get your beer in your room." <laughs> so John walks to his room, 
and came back. There's no beer. In, there's no alcohol in the hotel room. In the in the in mini the, bar. In the mini bar. Okay, right. Well, it's Utah. I mean, Utah. Right. You gotta you gotta jump through hoops to get a beer in Utah. <laughs> you do. That's kind of strange. that's what we that's what we overlooked. But instead of actually checking <laughs> in my fridge, I went all the way back <laughs> downstairs, <laughs> looked for my own, only to come up empty. And so they don't have they don't have beer. They don't have alcohol. alcohol. No, just water in the in the in the, in the mini bar. <laughs> I would like to see John's face at the moment when he opened that. Well, he cannot settle for the truly. <laughs> well, no, no, I took a detour. It took me a while to get back to the game. <laughs> I missed a few hands, but I came back with a smile. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that is our trade deadline uh, special edition. Uh, we'll be back next week with the regular, all the crazy wackiness and, uh, and a special guest. Ooh, and I have to tease next show as well because next show we have something, a new addition to the show. Oh, really? and, and I'm going to tease it just class participation. Ooh. Class participation starting next week. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, and also you might sing O Canada. I'm, I am singing O Canada. In the, in okay, the, in the next, I'm holding you to this next week. O Canada, our home and native land, through patriot love in all of us common. That, that's the start. With glowing hearts, we see the light, our true north strong and free. From far and wide, oh Canada, we stand on guard for thee. I love that anthem. God keep our our what our God keep land our land <laughs> glorious and free. Free, yeah. Oh Canada, we stand on guard for thee. And then at the end. Oh, Canada, we stand on guard for thee. I, I, I got to sing it like the guy in, um, in the, the Maple Leaf. I'm just going to wrap up the show like that. That's it. That's it. I'll see you guys next week. Wine and Gold Radio. Now I just got to figure out how I go into it, so I don't want to go right straight to it. You're listening to Wine and Gold Radio. Cleveland. Give me a how come quickie on WHK. How come Bill Belichick coaches like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ohio. Come here. See you in two hours. America. Yeah, boy. That was delicious.